listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real-life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hello, hello, SLPs. Today, we're going to be talking about 15 tools that you need to help get you those hundred trials in your speech sound sessions. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've had plenty of kids over the years who think practicing their speech sound over and over and over and over again is boring. And if I'm being at all real, sometimes I think it's boring too. (laughs) It can be laborious at times to, to tell your students, yay, do it again. I heard your R sound. Oh, keep your tongue behind your teeth for that S. Let's practice it five more times. You got it. I mean, it can be hard to make it fun. We know that in order for our students to generalize the speech sounds that they're working on, they need to get a high dose in a session. They need to get a lot of trials. And so, Over the years, I've really worked at trying to get at least 50 trials or more. I try to get 100 trials in a session or more, depending on the student and the age and the group, but but I really do aim for higher trials, and it can be tricky at times to, number one, keep our students motivated and engaged, and two, it can be tricky if you're running mixed groups because you got to juggle all the goals, right? So I'm going to share 15 tools that you can use to help get those higher trials. Some of them are a bit sneaky too. Like they won't even know that you're, that they're working or that they had to practice it more because you're like the die said you have to practice it 20 times and miraculously they do it. So let's get started on this episode. Um, First out the gate is you need an abacus. Now, I will link to a couple that I have found and seen, but you can make a DIY one. I did, I'll share the blog post that I did many, many years ago um, because it's super easy to make a, an abacus with some cardboard, a pipe cleaner, and some beads. Now, you can get those pipe cleaners and beads at Dollar Tree for a little over $2 and then just cut up some cardboard that you have at home, poke some holes in there fold the pipe cleaners in the holes with the beads on it. And now you got a DIY abacus. You can use those with any speech cards, any word lists, anything that you have for your student's speech sound, they can use it. And it keeps their hands busy. So every time they practice their speech sound, they push a bead to the other side. When all those are done, they know that they finished that word. And so this gives them a sense of accomplishment, Um, You could even have a piece of paper next to it. Like every time they finish one row, they, you know, they can put a check mark by there. If you get the abacuses that have a lot of um, lines, it's great because your students know that once it gets done, you can do a quick game with them and you can feel confident doing that game without going, okay, say your speech sound. We got to get some more practice in because you know that you've already done a ton of trials. So you can use the abacus. And then do a quick, quick game for a minute or two or a little time on the iPad or they get to do something with the sensory bin um, or some sort of quick game that you guys have and then go back to practicing. Um, And it keeps their hands busy, all that good stuff. 
All right, number two, magnetic wands. I love magnetic wands for so many reasons. I will link to my blog post on how to use magnetic wands in speech therapy. But one way that you can use them to get high trials is you have your speech sound cards. You can hide different amounts of of the the magnetic chips under the cards and and you place them out on the table and students pick them up and they get to see how many tokens they have. Whatever amount of tokens they have, that's how many times they have to practice their speech sounds. Of course, you can even have them just practice their speech sounds and you can have them put the, the token on you know, a bingo card or on their paper, you can have them roll a die. And then however many they roll, they get that many magnetic chips. Whoever gets the most chips at the end wins. So this just helps keep them, their hands moving. It's, it's fun. And just a new, a little slightly new way of working on speech sounds with your flashcards. All right. Idea number three, you need to buy a high number die. Um, I, I came into realization of these, these dies that these even existed because my husband is like into those, you know, those nerdy games where those, I don't even, they're strategy fantasy games and you, you roll the, I don't know, like dungeons and dragons, all that kind of stuff. I'm not into that, but he had these dies that have their 20 sided die. So you can play a game or you can have your speech sound decks out and the student rolls the die. Let's say they get an eight. They have to practice their speech sounds eight times. And then you can play it as a points game as well. So whoever gets the most points at the end wins. You can even give some bonus points. Like let's say they roll a one, they don't have to practice and maybe they get 10 points, but if they get a, you know, 15, they lose 15 points. You can make up all different variations to keep it engaging. And it's a quick game. So the kids get the practice in. Um, it's minimal prep for you. So it's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. The fourth tool that you need are, is just a timer. You can use your phone. Okay. You can use a phone. You could get a real timer. You could do a kitchen timer, um, anything that just shows a countdown and you're going to do some challenge games. And of course you're going to have to set guidelines. Like you can't go so fast that you're not producing your speech sound correctly. So you have to do good quality productions in order for this to work. And I set the timer for a minute. And then I, we tally how many times the child can practice their speech sound in a minute. And let's say they get 20. And so we go, okay, now we're going to do challenge number two. And we set the timer again and let's see if we can beat our score. Um, and then you can even show them like, look, we did this for two minutes and you got 70 productions. This is a real game changer too, to show your students like, listen, you don't have to practice a ton every day. You just need to set your timer for two minutes, two to five minutes, and really focus on practicing, and you're done with your life. So I did get some buy-in with some kids using this approach. I also have articulation challenge worksheets for the sentence level that have pictures, and they have they have timers on it. So it's a, it's a worksheet that's 
embedded as a game. And then it has homework sheets that you can send home. So I will link to that in the show notes if you are interested in those, but it has all the different sounds. So it's really easy if you're working in a mixed group or if you're going around to classes um, for quick Arctic groups and you just need the same activity to use with a lot of different kids, you can do that. All right, number five, the tally clicker. I personally like the ones that that are electronic because they don't make clicker noise every time you push the button. Um, They have these metal ones that they go click, 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 click. So it's really quite annoying when the kid does it over and over again. So if you don't like the noise or if that would be irritating to you, um, get the digital counters that can go on your fingers. They are great because I don't know what it is, but kids like to click them. So you could have the kid clicking for themselves You could be clicking two of them, one for correct, one for incorrect. Um, But whatever it is, they're just these little, the ones that I have, they go on my finger and they're just motivating to kids because I don't know what it is about pushing them. They just like to do it. So whatever word list you have, put the tally clicker there and see how many you can get. Or you say, hey, when we get to 100, we get to play a game. All right, number six is to use my free Race to 100 game, or you can use the Race to 100 games in all of my digital speech folders, but you're just going to have a grid of 100 squares, and you can use the high number die and see who can get to 100 first. And so if you get to 100 really quickly in your group, you can play this game multiple times. But all you do is you roll the die. If they get five, they check off five boxes and then they practice their speech sound five times. So this helps you get to 100 trials. It feels like a game, so it's fun. And then if you have language students in your group, you can also just have them practice their language targets when it's their turn. Um, And so it's easy to adapt for different goals. All right, number seven, another tool that I really, really love are my ultra fine dry erase markers. You can just get the regular dry erase markers, but if you want students to write on worksheets that are in page protectors, or if you're going to use, like I have my articulation flip books that I use dry erase markers with all the time. Um, these, I don't know what it is, but kids love dry erase markers and the ultra fine ones really make it easier for students to write smaller words on their flip books. So these, these are motivating kids love using dry erase markers. So it just keeps the flow going. They just like to check off when they practice their speech sound. Um, it gives them something to do. So I will link the dry erase markers that I use. And I will also put a link to the articulation flip books if you're interested in those, because you can easily get uh, more than a hundred trials in five minutes or less. And the kids love them. All right. The next thing we're on number eight, guys, we're on number eight are picture scenes. Yes. Picture scenes. Um, especially if you can find sound loaded picture scenes. I have a blog post about picture scenes and where you can find them, but this allows you to have your students go on iSpy hunts or they have to look for, you know, or you tell them, look for, look for this word. It has your speech sound, but then they can practice their speech words at the word level. You can challenge them with some carrier phrases 
or in, in single sentences. So having some picture scenes that you can you typically, especially with some of the later developing sounds or like L, S, R, you could take any picture scene and probably find a ton of words that your students can practice. All right, number nine. All you need <laughs> is a jar and some pom-pom balls, okay? And you can say, we are going to have a challenge. We're going to see if we can fill this pom-pom ball up by the end of the session. No, not fill up the pom-pom ball. If we can fill up the jar with pom-pom balls by the end of the session. And so you're just going to pull out your speech sounds, or maybe you have your, you know, your CV, VC cards that you want to use, whatever you're doing. The kids just literally put the pom-pom ball in the jar until it's filled up. Very similarly, you can use like the, a puppet. You could make a little cardboard cutout like monster face or some sort of animal where they feed their cards to the students. Um, that could work as well. It's a very similar concept. All right, number 10 are popsicle sticks. You can usually get popsicle sticks at Dollar Tree. They have those big jumbo ones or the skinnier ones. The jumbo ones are really good if you want to put stickers on the popsicle sticks and the kid has to touch the sticker while they're practicing. The skinnier ones are great for a zap it game. You can write different numbers on all the different popsicle sticks on one end and if and you can put a zap it on one on a few of them. And so then you stick it in a in a cup and students pick out a popsicle stick. If they pull a five, they have to practice their speech sound five times. If they pull a zap it, um, they lose all their points and they have to put them back in the jar or put them aside. So whoever has the most points at the end, win. Um, you can also draw little dots on the popsicle sticks. You can draw, draw different variations. So let's say they get they pull one that has three. They have to touch each dot while they practice their speech sounds. So those are a couple of ways that you can play with popsicle sticks. I'm sure there are more because it's a very versatile tool. All right, we're, al we're, we're almost at the end, friends. So number 11 is Dixie cups. Those little mini Dixie water cups, you can get them at the Dollar Tree. They're pretty inexpensive at Target as well. And you can make towers with your students while they're practicing their speech sounds. So every time they practice their speech sound five times, they get a cup and eventually they can build a fun speech tower out of it. Or not a speech tower, a cup tower. And then you can, you know, once the tower is ready, you, or, you know, done, they can then throw some pom-pom balls at it to knock it down. So that's fun, right? After you build it, you get to knock it down. All right. So if you were looking for some a digital tool, you need to check out the app called Tiny Decisions. And it's just a little wheel and it's free and it's a spin wheel. So you get to make your own choices um, and you can make a wheel with different numbers on it. So that way you don't have to make a wheel with different speech sounds and different picture words. You just make a wheel with different numbers on it that you can use with any speech goal. And every time they roll a 10, they have to practice their speech sound 10 times. You could put funny stuff in there. Like if they roll jumping jacks or 
yeah, role doing jumping jacks, they have to do that instead of practice their speech sound. So it gets them up and moving. Um, and then whoever gets the most points wins. So you could do silly stuff like that, or you could do, say, your speech sound um, using this silly word, or say your speech sound and while you're giving someone a high five. You know, you could you could get silly with it, but if you just want the basic, like a points game, spinny wheel, that is the app that you should check out. I will link to it. It's called Tiny Decisions, and it can be used on your iPhone or your iPad. Um, all right, number 13. I love dot markers, especially for the pre-K to second grade group. Um, they're they're not too messy, but they feel crafty and yet they don't, they don't make a ton of mess and kids love them. So dot markers are great to use with paper plate crafts. Um, you can have students have to say their speech sound before they can put five or 10 dots on their paper plate. And then they, you know, so they're practicing their sound while they're making their paper plate and then afterwards, you can have them say their speech sounds and touch all the dots, or you can glue pictures on the back. Um, you can do this with a piece of paper, and every time they say their speech sound, they get to put a dot on it. You know, it's you can do the die thing again where you roll the die and see how many dots you can do. Some of my favorite crafts that I like to use with dot markers are a gumball machine, a hot air balloon, I've made a snail before, and a turtle because you can cover the plate with different dot markers and get those high trials with the craft. And then they get to take the craft home with their speech sounds on the back. And so it's, it's a fun activity that gets high trials and then you send it home for the home practice. All right, number 14. Get some Legos or blocks. You can With blocks, you can build up little towers and then have cars knock them down or they can throw balls at, you know, little mini balls or cotton balls to knock the blocks down. With Legos, you could make just a train of Legos and they put the Legos on their, you know, they earn Legos to build something. Um, I've also seen on Pinterest where it's like you could put different numbers in a, in, in a line. And then the students have to say their speech sounds and build towers based on the numbers that are listed. So it might have five, four, eight, two, six, and they'd have to build little towers. And once that's done, then they're done with their practice. So you, you could get really creative with Legos too. You could even um, hide mini trinkets under the Legos. There's, I should just do a whole podcast episode about how to do Legos, right? Um, and last, number 15, I know so many of your students probably love cars and you, you know, you have a lot of little matchbox cars. So grab up some cardboard and create a little parking lot, put different numbers on each of the spots and have the kids drive their cars to the different spots, and then practice their speech sounds. So number 15 really could be um, a lot of different types of materials, right? We 
I just thought of cars because that's something that I think almost every SLP usually owns. Um, and you can find them at thrift stores. They're not too expensive. But think about those things that you already have in your room. How could you use them to get those high trials? Maybe you have some counters, like a lot of manipulatives, erasers, or some sort of toys that you have many of them use those and try to create a little bit of a play scene or something hands-on that they could practice their speech sounds while they're doing something with those toys. It always just makes it feel a little bit more playful and fun than just looking at a list of words and saying them over and over again. Um, so I hope that this was helpful for you. If you have any tools that you love, reach out to me at Felice Clark at thedabblingspeechy.com or you can message me on Instagram at thedabblingspeechy because I would love to know what is working for your students as well. So as always, SLPs, be the SLP that every kid wants to see. Stay inspired and I will talk with you next week. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.